Welcome to Lineouts by Earful of Dirt, bringing you conversations with rugby newsmakers about the greatest sport on the planet. Hello, I'm Aaron Castro, and the other day I had a chance to sit down uh, and talk with Chance Wengleski over the phone uh, in advance of our Pacific Nations Cup match against Canada on Saturday, July 27th. Uh, he is as traditional of an American rugby player in the, I would say, rugby sense more than the American rugby sense in that, you know, he made it through the whole system to become an eagle. Uh, he's fairly young, along with David Ayunu. Uh, who is younger than him, actually. I think he was the youngest capped uh, American men's eagle uh, ever uh, behind, I think, ahead of Threaten Palamo, who was also 18 at the time when he was capped. Uh, but I wouldn't call Chance Wengleski a bolter, and neither would I call uh, David Ayunu a bolter because they both got capped, uh, respectively, Chance in November and David last summer. So, really, uh, when you look at them, they're the really the newest pieces to this squad, and both play uh, a needed position in a long time. Uh, you know, we we really haven't had true answers at uh, starting loose head prop, and I think these two guys paired together will be long term answers uh, over time. As uh, when Eric Fry retires, uh, being nineteen and twenty two. Uh, both David Ayunu and Chance Wengleski uh, will hold down uh, the loose head prop position probably for the next five to six years as a pairing and compete against each other for a long time. But you go back to Chance, uh, he was a multi-high school American out of Union in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then he went to Lindenwood originally on a football scholarship and then he was going to play rugby anyways. Like, it was going to happen. That's why he made the choice to attend Lindenwood. But then he just sunk it in uh, after the one season he played football and then competed for four years straight uh, with the Lindenwood Lions, uh, making junior All-American selection twice and senior All-American selection as well. In advance of being capped, he was also twice, I believe, selected to the America's Pacific Challenge where he showed out at the loose head prop position and the reason why he got pulled in this last November. Uh, so we're going to hear a little bit of his story and then get into Pacific Nations Cup camp. Here with uh, Chance Wengleski, uh, Eagle number 531 from Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, Chance, uh, I'm, you got to Lindenwood. As a football player, you played at Union High School in Tulsa. That's correct, yep. Did you play rugby at Union High School? Yeah, yeah. I actually got invited from a friend of mine who worked athletics uh, my freshman year. Just kind of knew him growing up as a kid, all through elementary school, middle school. And older brother at the time just uh, was a freshman in college. I was a pretty big kid, and I was only a freshman in high school at the time. And he was like, come on, I'm try it out. And Give it a try and never turn back. So yeah, it's been it's been a crazy roller coaster of a ride, you know. Um, the, the people that you know, wouldn't expect to bring you into the sport are usually people who are the ones fucking enjoying it with you. So it was really good to you know come out and, and really just learn a new sport altogether. Growing up playing uh, football, pretty much all of my 
When you got to Lindenwood, did you intend to play rugby at the same time? Was that even possible? saving money as a, you know, you know, going into the real world, you know, you don't, the college debt really kind of does add up, so um, my plan was to, you know, play football ball and then do rugby spring, and I made that very clear to the football coach at the time, but that I am um, in the fall, but when springtime comes around, I, I want to play and represent the university playing rugby as well, so once, once I did that, you know, uh, the my freshman year, really played rugby and truly just really fell even more in love with the game and the, and the culture over there. And, and uh, I decided that I'm just going to stick with rugby and this is this is what this is what needs to be done. So yeah. So you're you're a fairly young guy, just turned 21 in April. Uh, you played for the junior All Americans twice and then for the college All Americans once, and you know then. Got capped pretty fast uh, this last fall. Uh, how did uh, you pop onto the to the radar for the national team? Sort of, you know, so fast. Um. So uh, first of all, I'll just correct you. I'm I'm actually 22. I turned 22 in April. Oh. Um. I gotta I gotta go uh, correct some uh, Wikipedia profile. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, but yeah, I'm 22. Um. Just finished my fourth year of university. Um, you know, I, you know, you say kind of, you know, the, the dream or at least the American dream, I think, for rugby players now and today's days, you know, you kind of start off as the high school All-Americans and work your way up to collegiate All-Americans. And then, uh, you know, you work your way up to, you know, playing some second side USA. And then, you know, finally, you know, the opportunity arises where you get to play for, you know, USA XV first side and you know that that's kind of just been the roller coaster for me is you know I, I've been re- been representing USA in different stages um, all throughout my university and all throughout high school as well so just from working my way up from under 18s to under 20s to under 22s and then uh, finally up into um, the senior side so it's definitely been a roller coaster you know it's a lot of people say it's I mean a lot of people kind of question how I get you know, a lot of my classes done, you know, with, you know, the heavy travel of, you know, representing the country on different levels. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really just time management. And, um, and that's pretty much it. It's kind of, kind of worked my way up through the, through the ranks as far as, you know, just the way uh, USA Rugby is working things out right now as far as people in the States, you know, really trying to grow into the game. So I, I'd say I was one of those first people to properly do it that way. Well, uh, you know, to, to kill kill off the naysayers, that's the life of a, most NCAA athletes, right? In 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 college, it's like you, you kind of have to pick and choose your battles when it comes to classes one semester over the other. But for you, how does you rep, you got capped in the fall and then got uh, received in a, like further appearances during the ARC? How did Coach Macy and then how did Lindenwood in general help facilitate that? 
to allow you to represent the national team uh, at test level during your senior year of college? No, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You know, um, you know, it's a lot of props to Coach Macy and the staff for, you know, not just, you know, trying to work things out with me, but also like trying to make things work so that I can represent my country. Um, at the same time, you know, me and him have sat down for multiple conversations trying to figure out, you know, when I will be back to, you know, help finish up the season and stuff. And, and I didn't, I didn't have the longest season at Linwood my senior year due to, the amount of travel with USA, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't change it for the world. And, you know, I know, I know that a lot, a lot of the guys on Lindenwood University's team would, would understand and respect my decisions to, you know, go forward and play with the USC team. Um, a lot of them know that if they have the opportunity, they take it as well. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's, I've had a lot of support, you know, all throughout my university, especially with my teachers and stuff. Um, Having the benefit of having online classes and stuff has been extremely beneficial as far as, you know, getting classwork done and such, you know. Um, being a graphic design major, um, a lot of my stuff is done on a computer anyways, so it just takes down to, comes, comes down really to, uh, emails and just communicating with the professors to really, um, let them know that you're either on top of things or you're obviously like, it's a, you know, a tough week and you just communicate that with the professors. They're, they're pretty lenient as far as, you know, uh, kind of giving you a little bit more extra time if need be. I'm not saying that that occurs every time, but, you know, it just all it is is really just communication with them. So let's let's take a step forward to, uh, you know, your first appearance with the senior team uh, against the Maori. Uh, what was, like, that experience like? Did you know that you were going to get that chance? Uh, to be honest, no. I think I was kind of, kind of surprised by it. Um, but, you know, like, you know, with surprisement comes excitement as well. Um, I was really pumped for the opportunity to, to represent my country on the highest level. I, I know it wasn't a cap match at the time, and to me that it doesn't matter. And to be honest, it never really matters just because you're representing your country on the highest level with the with some of the best talent in the country, and if not the world. So, you know, every opportunity that you get to put on that jersey, represent that crest, is, is extremely, you know, precious and valuable to me. And, you know... Getting to step on the field, a group, great group of lads, is something that I'll always treasure and you know hold close to my heart. This is one of those first experiences that you know you just can always look back on and really reflect and just make tells yourself to push yourself more forward to keep going and to and to really just keep pursuing the sport that you fell in love with to begin with. So, no, nah, yeah, that first experience was, uh, was definitely a wild one for sure, especially being on. Uh, in Chicago, kind of, you know, close to home for me. Uh, it's, it's been good, you know. So those opportunities are like once in a lifetime opportunities. And, you know, I, I embraced every second and every moment of it. Well, you, I mean, Gary said you held it down against Ben May. So that was, uh, you apparently did good enough and you did receive an opportunity to debut with the national team against Ireland. So, uh, everything continues to look up. No, yeah, it's like I've said, it's it's been nothing but an opportunity, a blessing, you know. Um, I've I've been lucky enough to stay as healthy as I have been, um, while at the same time, you know, continuing to get stronger and more uh, more wise in the game as far as just understanding and just, just the way this team works and stuff. It's been it's been a challenge, but at the same time, it's been a complete honor, and it's it's great to learn with these guys and to continue to grow and you know. Coach, uh, Coach Gary, along with the rest of the coaching staff, have 
you know, have seen my progression throughout, you know, even that starting match against Bowery, they've seen my improvements from that and continued improvements. So, you know, I hope to continue to improve my game while at the same time I'll get stronger and faster and uh, everything that they want as well. So, no, yeah, you know, with every opportunity comes, you know, you got to continue to raise the bar and that's what I'm trying to do with every moment that's given, you know. Uh, you know, when I'm back at home, either in Missouri, Oklahoma, or even in camps, you know, you're continuing to strive to push yourself to be the, the best you that you can be. And, you know, sometimes it's, it, it allows you to represent the universe, uh, not the university, sorry, the, you know, the uh, United States of America. And so it's been, it's been a great honor. So following, uh, the end of school year, you, uh, signed with, uh, Rugby Atlanta. Were, were any other teams looking, uh, to sign you? And, and as part of that, you got loaned to New York. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, I, I just, you know, it's quite, I tried with a lot of people, um, before making that decision to sign with Rugby ATL. Um, you know, with the possibilities of the World Cup coming up, you just never know what the selections are going to be, uh, for that. And, um, I know for me, I'm always down for a new opportunity and then, you know, a new chance to um, represent something bigger than myself. And uh, I believe Rugby ATL is going to do that for me. I believe in the coaching staff and the medical staff and um, with, with what they're doing there and their, you know, their insight of what they're trying to achieve. You know, I know coming into uh, season three of the MLR, I, I think it's, it's going to be a great challenge and it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Rugby ATL has to bring to the table. And I look forward to um, just adding on to that and really bringing value to that squad that's going to all in all create a new culture of its own. So um, really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, there were some uh, other teams that were, had interest. Um, but I, I think I think just I know from the beginning, just knowing their coaching staff and their medical staff is kind of more on a personal level and from past experiences that I, I've kind of already just trusted in to what they had to say and you know, just I was interested in their coaching styles. Um, it's, it's a different coaching style that I've had in the past that I'd like to, um, you know, take take part in. So with that, and especially with New York, I, I think for me, being growing up in Oklahoma um, and even Missouri for that matter, this was kind of smaller suburb areas, and I wanted to challenge myself mentally as and physically to see what that you know surrounding could do and affect my play of game and. And all in all, I think it, I think it, you know, makes me a little more of a well-rounded player, seeing how I can interact with, you know, the rugby pitch. But at the same time, you know, going going back home to Harlem and staying in an apartment there, you know, um, this great opportunity and a great experience. And I'm, I appreciate um, the coaching staff there and the players that were there to accept me in those last few weeks of their season. So yeah, it was it was a good time. So now let's jump forward to, to right now. How is how has camp been? This is probably the longest USA camp probably in our history when it comes to World Cups. You guys have been in camp for I think this is like this is the fifth or sixth week. Yeah, we're we're entering. We just got done with the four week camp. Um, we spent uh, a few weeks out in uh, Colorado Springs. Uh, taking part in a lot of trainings at the Air Force Academy, um, where the elevation can definitely get to you, but it definitely, uh, challenges, challenges you physically and mentally to continue to push yourself harder and harder. And I think that's with what Coach, uh, Gary Gold and the rest of the coaching staff are trying to do is trying to put us in a dark place to, you know, make us, you know, push beyond the boundaries of our own mind and our own physical, 
abilities. So, you know, going up there for two weeks and then coming down to uh, Denver, um, the Glendale area, and training here for the past two weeks, it's, it's, been, it's been a definite grind. Like, the past month has been a hard grind, and all the boys have completely bought in. And it's good to see, you know, guys coming together and not just, like, playing rugby, but also building relationships and really making memories that will last a lifetime. And, and so, you know, leading up into this fifth week, you know, it's uh, Canada Test Week, you know, um, opportunities are arising for a lot of people, uh, you know, to, you know, continue to represent their country. And I think everyone's just pretty much bought in at this point right now. It's just fine, the t- the fine-tuning, fine-tuning and just uh, executing those small little details and, and uh, really just sticking to the game plan that we have created here. How has the competition uh, at Loosehead been with Eric Fry and David Ayunu? Uh, it's it's been pretty packed. Um, you know, it's not just uh, it's not just Eric Fry and David Ayunu. We got uh, Ali Khalifi, who's uh, coming back from injury as well. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are pretty hungry to get back on the pitch, and it only makes sense for the competition to be high. And like, it, it, it's good to know that the coaching staff's having a hard time. You know, picking uh, selections for upcoming games and. You know, in, in all honesty, I wouldn't have it any, any other way. It just makes every player and myself, you know, that much more hungry to get on the field and play and represent the country. And, you know, with that being said, it's only going to create, you know, better, you know, better things. It's going to make the coaching staff have to look a little bit harder as far as what exactly they're wanting, you know, for that team, for that specific team to play against whatever opponent that we have picked out for this weekend. Um but no, it's it's been a blast, you know. Like I'm, I'm glad I have a lot of competition in this place. It's like I said before, it's it only makes me better as an athlete and and uh, better as an individual to really, you know, deal with that, you know, adversity as far as you know having more competition in this particular spot. So if that, I think that answers your question. I, yeah, I'd say so. And you're saying it's been tough, so I think that that definitely does answer the question. Going into for the Pacific Nations Cup, I mean, for as far as World Cup warmups are concerned, you've got we've got Canada twice, Samoa, and Japan. Oh, what are you looking forward to against this whole slate of opponents before you guys jump off to Japan? I think everyone, as of right now, is really you know to a certain extent really trying to prove themselves. You know, you know these these matches you'd really have to take advantage of as far as you know trying to show what you're going to bring to the World Cup and I think you know what the coaching staff and what the players are doing here at USA a lot of us if not all of us are all on the same page as far as you know wanting to be direct and wanting to like start quick and finish finish even harder than we started um, you know a lot of those teams are probably going to come in with the same aspect of, is, is trying to punch it in the mouth and continue to punch it in the mouth until until the game's done and you know, like we expect nothing less, and we expect to bring the exact same mentality to every game that we bring. All right, the fun stuff. Who's been the comedian? What was that? Sorry. Who's been the comedian? Uh, the comedian. Um, I think I've had this question before. Actually, I answered it before the Maori match. Um, probably my roommate on this tour uh, up in here in Denver has been uh, Curry Dog. Uh, Tony Lamborn. I think I, I think I called him the comedian last time I had, had this question, so I'm gonna stick with uh, Tony on this one. <laughs> Tony is a funny guy. Now, okay, is. Now, this is probably a question you've already had before as well. But who's the most serious one? Most serious? Uh, 
you know, like I want to say, I want to say, uh, uh, Bill Foster, the butcher, but I've, I've gotten to know him a, little, a lot more since being at New York and playing with him up there on loan. Um, you know, you know, I'd still probably stick with Butcher anyways. Like, I, I see, like, like sides of him that's, like, not as serious, but at times the, that guy knows how to switch on and, and definitely be, you know, the serious one in the group. All right, everyone. Thank you. And it's – where can people find you? Where can people find me? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, are we talking just, like, on the streets or – No, 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 on social. Oh, on social media, uh, I, I have Facebook, I have Instagram. Um, I'm really since I'm, since the summertime, I only have much uh, homework assignments or big art projects going on. So I've been I've been posting quite a bit of my own uh, just drawings on social media. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram, and from my Instagram, you can find my art page on there, and you can check out my art page if you like. You know, give a few likes if you want. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm usually mostly on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, everyone's more than welcome to hit me up with a question or just say how I'm doing. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right now I'm pretty deep on Instagram and just really just trying to kind of create more of a portfolio for myself before I graduate. Uh, I graduate in December. So I got three more classes and then I'm done and then, and then it's, uh, uh you gotta finish three classes during the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, I'm gonna be doing three classes during the Rugby World Cup. So that'll be, an interesting task to do in my free time. <laughs> well, um, there you have it. That is Chang Gleski, United States Eagle. Thank you very much. And that is Chango Chance Wengleski. You can catch him on Instagram, as he said. He is a graphic design artist uh, at Chango Chance. I should have called him Chango during the interview on Instagram. Uh, he's a very talented artist, so check him out. And maybe you can even uh, commission him to do some stuff for you and make a little bit more money. Uh, good, to, really, to hear about his story. As I said, he's one of the traditionalist rugby stories in America rather than the American rugby story where someone somehow makes it after picking it up uh, when they're 22, 23. And it shows that there are high-level athletes in America learning rugby at a young age and then breaking through uh, the system to become capped Eagles to represent the United States uh, in rugby. And he will uh, compete in the Rugby World Cup this year. It, I'm definitely telling you he's going to make it. And uh, it will be very good to follow his career going forward with, uh, you know, Rugby Atlanta after being on loan this year to Rugby United New York. Uh, so tune in to the Pacific Nations Cup. That will be on NBCSN this weekend, which is really awesome if you're an American rugby fan. Uh, there's not enough American rugby that gets on the national airwaves. Um, I guess if you're a Flow subscriber, it's also simulcast, so check that out also if you need to. But NBCSN and NBC Gold will be broadcasting the Pacific Nations Cup all three rounds, so that's pretty awesome. This has been Lineouts by Earful of Dirt. Connect with Earful of Dirt online. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Earful of Dirt. You can email us at earfulofdirt at gmail.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 720-600-2679. For Aaron, Dan, and Victor, I'm Corey. Thanks for listening. <laughs>